Welcome to the St. Benedict Parish Sunday Message Podcast. We're so glad you're here. And now, here's this Sunday's message. So I flew back on Monday night. By the way, I was just in Australia. And uh, I was there speaking at this Divine Renovation Conference. There were almost 500 Aussies and Keys, Kiwis, uh, church leaders, gathered together in this place. It was, it was uh, so powerful to be among, again, so many longing to see the church renewed in that part of the world. And so thank you for everybody who is praying for me and for the conference. I tacked on a week of vacation since it was so far to travel. And so, you know, I got to pet a kangaroo. I got to hang out with Father Chris Ryan, who's this super inspiring leader and a dear friend. He made me eat Vegemite, and, uh, and I got to fulfill a childhood dream. I, I went surfing in Australia, and so it was uh, an amazing trip, and I got back on Monday night, and surprisingly, very little jet lag. So Tuesday morning, I was feeling amazing, and I'm like, yeah, let's do this. I was, I'm made for this. By Wednesday, things are starting to pile up. Meetings, updates, everything. There's actually a lot of parishioners who are, who are very sick right now, some, some even in hospital, some approaching the end. And so trying to get out, visit as many as I could. And uh, I'm starting to feel overwhelmed, depleted. And then I wake up Thursday morning to discover that I have a flat tire. And at that point, I'm just like, I think I need a vacation. Now, this is my third flat in a year, and I, I actually, I try to schedule one to coincide with each of our seminary interns. So last February, I was teaching Aaron how to change a flat tire, and then last September, I was teaching Sebastian how to change a flat tire. Uh, this one was ahead of schedule, but in any case, in any case, uh, I don't know about you, but when, when there's lots of responsibilities, lots of tasks, things starting to build up, my temptation is to cut corners when it comes to matters of the heart. I'm not sure if you can relate to that, but you know, I just shave off a few minutes from my daily prayer time because I gotta get out to the garage. Or as priests, we're, one of our spiritual practices is to pray the liturgy of the hours. Five times a day, we pray with the Psalms and, and scriptures. And it's like, instead of sitting down to pause, I'm, I'm going to just listen to the liturgy of the hours. That way I can multitask as I pray, right? And so all these different ways, tempted to, to cut corners. And maybe you're like me. You find you get sucked into to work or tasks or responsibilities, or you find that your, your time gets filled up doing other things, shopping or following the news or sports or, or TV, social media. And I just want to propose that the more full the exterior gets, the more empty the interior Feels. I'm going to say that again. The more full the exterior gets, the more empty the interior feels. And it could be even good things that we're doing, but we can find ourselves feeling scattered, feeling like, like we're, we, we forget why we're doing the, thi- the things we're doing. We feel tired. Life is dull. We start to lose passion for life that sense of joy and and even peace. 
And maybe you've said to yourself, you know, these are all things, by the way, that we can actually receive from God through prayer. And maybe you've, you've said to yourself, you know what, I, I, I will pray when I have time, or when I have the energy for it, or when I'm feeling up to it. But what if prayer, rather than something that costs us time and depletes our energy and requires us to feel up to it, what if prayer actually gave us time and prayer energized us and, and could even move us to experience positive emotion? Now, we are beginning this season of Lent, as Father Alex mentioned, and I really see this as an inflection point in the whole year. This time of preparation leading up to Easter, these 40 days where we go into the wilderness, and why? Because Jesus did. Jesus went into the wilderness for 40 days, so we want to follow him, we want to imitate him in all things. And for Jesus, this was a sacred inflection point in his life. If you think about it, prior to this, he had spent 30 years as a carpenter living this hidden life, and then after this, he spends three years engaging in this public ministry. And so he was really busy for 30 years making furniture or whatever, tables and chairs. And then for three years, he was really busy preaching, teaching, healing, performing miracles. And there's this inflection point right between the two where he goes into the wilderness for 40 days to pray, to fast, to be with his father. Now, at the end of this time, as he's there, the devil comes, the accuser comes to tempt him when Jesus is at his most weak point in his humanity. And he says this, if you are the Son of God, command these stones to become loaves of bread. I'm just going to focus in on this very first temptation. Command these stones to become loaves of bread. In other words, the devil's saying, look, I know that you're hungry. You don't have to stay hungry. Just use your Jesus powers to, to, to make some food. Come on, man. If you're feeling this, this inner emptiness, you can do something about it. There's a quick fix. You can just create some food for yourself, cut a few corners, and then you don't have to experience this emptiness any longer. And of course, Jesus responds, Man does not live by bread alone, but by every word that comes from the mouth of God. He's saying, I'm not going for the quick fix. I'm not going to just fill myself up in this easy, facile way. No, I am going to go to my Father in prayer because I believe that His word to me is what will fill me up. That's the thing that's going to nourish me. That will satisfy me deeply. Because Jesus was utterly convinced that prayer fills the interior. And I think the question for us today is to reflect, well, what's your loaf of bread? What's the thing that you turn to to fill yourself up? quickly in a way uh, rather than allowing yourself to be deeply nourished in the interior. 
What are those, those things on the exterior? Maybe it's literally comfort food. Maybe it's, it's, again, work or shopping or media, TV. What are those things? Rather than going to God to say, God, I need you to fill me up. I believe that through prayer, you can restore me from the inside out. Now, I know that when I pray, my problems don't disappear, right? I still get flat tires. (laughs) But how I approach those problems is totally different. I'm able to to have a a resilience, uh, a peace, a patience, even, even joy in the midst of some of these trials. Now, for a while now, I've been, I've been asking God, like, what's, what's the next thing? What's the next thing for St. Benedict Parish? And we, we shared with you last spring this vision for a parish that is explosively alive, that cannot be contained. There's so much power exploding forth. There's, there's love exploding forth from this place. And, and yet, for that to happen... It begins at the interior. Before we can experience the exterior effect, the interior needs to be developed. And, and I really believe, yeah, we need strategies, we need plans, we need goals, but ultimately, we need more of God. We need God to come to show up with his power. And we're at this sacred inflection point, if you will. We've been on this journey for about 12 or 13 years, and, and I believe God wants us to go into the wilderness, into prayer, to meet him there, to be developed. And if I'm really honest, sometimes going into the wilderness, into the heart, can be a bit scary. Right? My heart is kind of a bit of a jungle in there. <laughs> it can be a scary place, kind of like going to Australia where there's all these animals that can kill you and stuff. And so it's helpful to have a guide as we journey deeper into the wilderness. And so I'm so blessed to be able to uh, introduce to you, and come on up, guys, Max and Gavin, Max Ford, Gavin Dunn, they've traveled from across the pond to be with us, to lead us through this parish mission, and to guide us into the wilderness. Let's give them some encouragement. Wow, it's good to see you. How are you doing? Yeah? I promise you I don't always sound like Barry White. Um, I'm just getting over this, um, so please do pray for me. Um, My name's Max. I'll let Gavin introduce himself in a few moments. We are so honored and privileged to be here. We've been made to feel so welcome since we've arrived, so I want to say thank you straight off the bat for your hospitality, um, your warmth, your love, your affection that you've shown us since we've arrived. The food, oh my goodness, we have well and truly been chowdered, steaked, you name it. It's just, uh, yeah, your generosity is incredible. Um, I live in Scotland. I'm a missionary. That's where I'm based. But originally, I'm from a very, very special place in God's heart. It's called Manchester. I don't know if you've heard of it. I don't know if you have this in your translations over here, but at least in my Bible back home, it says that on the sixth day, God made Manchester. <laughs> you have that? You don't have that? Okay. <laughs> well, 
Um, that's where I'm from, and just to settle the, the, the debate, I know maybe some of you, we have some soccer fans here. Um, I'm a United fan, because God's kingdom is um, a United Kingdom, okay? So that's as much as you really need to know about me before we kind of enter into the mission, but I want to give Gavin a, an opportunity to introduce himself, and then I'll share a word with you about what the next few days are going to look like and what we might expect from the Lord. Is that all right? Hello everyone, so my name is Gavin and as you can probably tell from my accent, I'm from Ireland. I, I don't have the privilege of being from Manchester and uh, it's, just such a, it's such a gift to be here in St. Benedict's Parish and I said to Father Simon and Max, I'm just struck by the beauty I see all around me, from the stonework behind me to just the blue skies this morning and even much to the amusement of Father Simon. In Ireland, we don't really have much snow, so I've been finding it very fascinating to see so much snow. So I've been going around taking out my phone and just taking pictures of piles of snow. <laughs> I, I didn't realize that would be such an odd thing to do, but it's, uh, it just never ceases to amaze me the beauty that, that God places all around us. And sometimes when we're used to it, as here in Canada, I'm sure you're used to seeing snow. It could just be something you walk by and don't take notice of. Or me in Ireland, there's so much mountains and green and trees, and I really have to be grateful for that as well. So it's just great to see, uh, just great to see such gratitude. And I even feel such faith in this church as well. So many people I really feel are open to the Lord, which is such a grace and such a gift. So just as a word of encouragement, I would just say that regarding this parish mission that starts this evening, Max and I and Father Alex, Father Simon, we just really would encourage you to please come along. We would absolutely love to have you there. And you never know what the Lord can do. With that mustard seed of faith, he can move mountains. He can do so much. And as it says in John 10:10, 10, 10, he came to give life and to give it abundantly. So I would just really encourage you to come and to come expecting, to really feel like the Lord is going to move, that the Lord will move powerfully, and to see what blessings he has in store for you. So I thank you for your time, and I'm just going to let my friend Max continue speaking, and God bless. Yeah, you can give him a round of applause. That's brilliant. Gavin's a great joy, so I was uh, part of a leadership team of a mission school the last couple of years in, in Scotland, and Gavin was one of the first missionaries that we've had there, and um, yeah, so to have him along is, is such a privilege and a joy. He's also recently engaged, so you can give him a big congratulations when you see him in person. <clears throat> I love this theme of entering into the wilderness, this this series that you're about to enter into here uh, in this parish. When we think of the wilderness so often, we think words that would come to mind for me anyway would be barrenness, emptiness, dry, parched. It's not um, a particularly desirable destination, right? You're not booking your tickets to get a flight out to the wilderness anytime soon, right? But when we look at it through a biblical lens, the wilderness is almost synonymous. It's so connected to the Garden of Eden. The wilderness uh, is a place where intimacy is cultivated with the Lord. And we had that first reading in Genesis, right? Jesus goes into a wilderness, but in doing so, he, he shows himself to be a personal Eden for each of us. And he's inviting us here at the beginning of Lent, to come into the wilderness. There's a verse in Hosea, the prophet Hosea. It says, therefore, I am now going to allure her. I will lead her into the wilderness and speak tenderly to her. 
Father Simon mentioned that the parish here, you are at an inflection point. Often when God brings us into a new season of breakthrough, he takes his people, he takes his men and women into the wilderness. We see it time and time again. Moses, one of the greatest prophets, he goes into the wilderness for 40 years himself, a proud prince. But he comes out a humble prophet and he delivers an entire nation from the bondage of slavery. He does it with the people of Israel themselves, right? They wander through the wilderness before they come into the promised land. He does it with David. David is to be anointed king, but he has to wait how many years running through the wilderness away from Saul before he actually comes into the fullness of his destiny in the Lord, what he had planned for him. And Jesus himself, time and time again, this is the biblical pattern. It says in Hebrews that every good father disciplines his children. But it's, it's not a sign that it's just of chastisement, but it's because he loves you. Are we willing to enter into the wilderness? Do we come with a yielded heart, recognizing that, God, this is unto something? I want to say to you, St. Benedict's Parish today, that this wilderness season is unto something. And to the degree that you're able to yield and say, yes, Lord, do the work that you have to do in me. Do the work that you have to do in us, Lord, that we would see you, that we would grow so intimately with you, Lord, that we'd come out the other side looking like you and that those around us would see the glory of God. Who wants to see that in this parish? Do you want that? Do you want the Amen. Praise the Lord. I want that. And so often what happens when we go into the wilderness, we see the Israelites. God is feeding them quails. I mean, that's fancy, man. We're not just talking chicken. <laughs> He's giving them, you know, the, the best of the best. They're sandals. They don't wear through for 40 years. Even Clarks can't give you that kind of warranty. <laughs> he, he shows himself to be provider. You know, the water from the rock, the manna, he feeds them. Jehovah Jireh, the God who provides, the Lord who heals even when they're getting poisoned by snakes. We see that type that points to the ultimate sacrifice on the cross where the, the bronze serpent is on, on, the, on, on the branch, right? And he heals them. I'm the Lord who heals you. And even all of this, even with all of this, the people of God, they cry out, why did you bring us out here? Was it to kill us? And often, if we're honest, as Father so beautifully put it, when those burst tires come along and the trials of life, you know, life has a funny way of just bringing these circumstances to our doorstep. What comes out is what we really think of God. When all the while he's trying to show to us what he really thinks of us, the royalty, the identity that he, he gives to you. I'm going to close with this because I know I'm going on, but... Just prior to the Lord going into the wilderness for 40 days, as we heard in the gospel, we have the baptism at the Jordan, and this is so important. The heavens are opened, and we hear the Father say of Jesus, this is my Son, in whom I am well pleased. When Jesus says at this first temptation, you know, I mean, the devil's like the, the crow from below, as I like to call him. He's like, hey, why don't you turn those stones to bread? Jesus has been feasting on the words of his father from the baptism in the Jordan. He's been feasting on the identity that the father has said to him. He says, it is written. 
And what happens is he comes out of the wilderness afterwards and it says that he, he came out in the power of the Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. The invitation that we extend to you today is come to this parish mission. Come weak as you are. Come in your weakness. Like Jacob who wrestled with God, he came out with a limp. But like him, we might come out of the wilderness leaning on our beloved and finding our strength in him. And the world will see the light shining forth. They will see him. Because as he is, so are we in this world, the scriptures say. So I implore you, come. Come hungry. Come thirsty. Come to the table. Come to the tree of life who pours out living water, who gives his very flesh and blood for us to eat and drink. And I believe truly in these days that there is a visitation at this parish that he has graces to pour out for each and every one of us. And I so look forward to getting to meet you, and I'm just going to close with a prayer. Is that all right? So if you could just place your hands on your heart, close your eyes. Sometimes we need to close our eyes to the natural to open our eyes of faith to look to the Lord. <clears throat> Jesus, we look to you in our hearts. There is a throne in each of our hearts, Lord. We are walking tabernacles. We acknowledge your glorious presence. You are a personal Eden for each and every one of us. That word Eden, it means pleasure. You're calling us into a garden of pleasure, of delight, to take delight in you in these days, Lord. And we come knowing that we're frail and that we're weak. We come honest, Lord, seeking to drink from the waters of life. We say yes to you. Come and do what only you can do in these days. Renew us. Bring refreshing, Lord. Transform us. Don't just challenge us, Lord, but change us. And if we haven't told you today, Lord, we want you to know that we love you and we want to know what it is to love you more. Show us, Holy Spirit. And we make this prayer in your most holy and precious name, Jesus. Amen. Thanks so much for listening to the St. Benedict Parish Sunday Message Podcast. If you liked what you heard today, please subscribe and share this podcast with a friend. Have a lovely day.